नमस्ते अदिति नमस्ते बेला हाय नमस्ते हाय बेला वेलकम टू चाय एंड चैट थैंक यू थैंक यू फॉर हैविंग मी ऑन योर पॉडकास्ट इट्स अ प्रिविलेज ओह वर मोस्ट वेलकम एंड आई होप अदिति एंड बेला यू बोथ हैव योर चाय रेडी यस वी डू गेटिंग रेडी फॉर अ वंडरफुल चैट बेला बोरा लिव्स इन पेंसिल्वेनिया विद हर फैमिली Uh, and she has been a, a real estate agent working in the Philadelphia Pennsylvania area for a while tell us how you got here so real estate i've uh, been doing for 11 years now um um my life in the us would probably be into like some decades you know the first uh, decade was uh, solidifying the marriage getting to know the husband better having my kids i was a stay at home mom and the second decade was about uh non-profit world i was in the non-profit world before i got into real estate you know when you were staying at home you're like okay we're fine with one income want mm. to do something meaningful mm. and so that was my non-profit journey and then sometime during the last recession you know charity is the first to go right so i was laid off and now i was about 40 years old and i was like okay what do i want to be when i grow up mm. and um, around that time we were looking for a house and a realtor was helping us find a house and we found you know we moved here about 11 years ago and it took us about a year and a half to find this house and that journey i was like i can do what she does and probably do it better as well so i i mean literally we moved in december i've been thinking about it for a couple of years but i never acted on it because i was like real estate like you know it's used car salesmen and then realtors you know like there's no respect in this profession why would i ever want to join that we moved here in december by february i was licensed and a realtor from december to february so it took you only 2 months yeah yeah it, it the barriers to entry in the business are very low you give two exams you pass them and you become a realtor you get licensed it's as simple as that anybody i mean yeah there is like 4500 realtors probably in chester county alone one thing i've noticed about uh, realtors is that you have to have a certain type of personality it has to be somebody who's genuinely interested in people Is that something that you so, you developed, or did you have that all always? No, that I already had. That's why people who knew me said it suits you so much. You know, so in hindsight, a lot of people told me, "Why weren't you doing real estate your whole life?" Like you know, mm-hmm. but I beg to differ from that. You know, everybody who feels like they are extrovertish and friendly and um, can carry on a conversation or whatever feel that they can become a good realtor. Uh, that's not true. Uh, wow. to become a good successful realtor you have to be good at the business end of things mm-hmm. so like i said the average realtor you know there's so many realtors out there and barriers to entry are so low mm-hmm. that you get licensed and you got the badge to be called a realtor okay but not many people survive long term or do a significant amount of business right. long term you know i mean it's hard it's it's, it's a business so mm-hmm. the people who think oh i'm going to be friendly i can chat people up and all that but they don't manage the business end of things ultimately once you buy a house you're done right you're off of my radar so how do i get my so every year every month every day you get up and you have to find new clients who are going to buy and sell yeah. so it's a sales job and sales can be very hard it can be grueling you know you have to develop a thick skin because you have to take rejection and a lot of us are not used to rejection you know we've lived very cushy lives so that was my learning or realization in the business you know there were times when i would you know i i i lapse into some bollywood song lyrics all the time we love that <laughs> 
and I'd be in my car and uh, I'd be like, you know, ye apne bas ki baat nahi hai. please, like, you know, I don't know. In initial years, I found myself like almost like, you know, staring at my steering wheel thinking, what am I doing? You know, and I have a, I have a master's in business, a couple of MBAs. So that helped me with the business end of things. And then the personable nature helped me connect with people. And then that combination was what led to my success. So when you've had moments like that, when you've sat in your car and said, what am I doing? And you know, how do I go on from here? And you face rejection. How do you get yourself out of that? So there is that passion, that inner motivation. You know, that is something that nobody can teach you. I, th- I, I believe you either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, there is that passion to do whatever you're doing. You got to give it your hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have seen, you know, now in my, you know, experience, a lot of others who may or may not have that. You know. So it, some of it is inner motivation. Some of it is some little push. I am a, I am a big reader. I listen to podcasts and also, you know, there's real estate coaches out there who can help. I don't get coached, but I listen to their podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what competes with your podcast. You know? Well, yeah, we have, we have <laughs> absolutely nothing we can give to any realistic. No, but I love it. So actually, speaking of your podcast, I have to tell you this story. I thought it was called Chai and Chart before. Just- yeah. So for me, that just seemed like a perfect segue. Chai and Chart, those are my two favorite things. I'm like, if I have a food podcast, that's what, that's what I would call it. And then I realized I have to change that. Yes. Yeah. Then I realized it's chat and I'm like, Gappa Goshti, that works too. You know, I'm fine with that too. (laughs) Yeah. We were going to make it chai, chat and chart. Huh. The three huh. things together, and then it, it just became a bit too complicated. And then we thought of, it's too much of cha cha cha. Charcha. Is it true that, I mean, I'm sure you have both Indian, non Indian clientele and stuff. Uh, is, are there different approaches that you take with, e- with, with Indian versus non Indian? Are Indian um, cli- uh, clients looking for something specific which, say, you don't get from a non-Indian? Yes, uh, there is a certain, so there were multiple questions that you had in there. So A, I don't do anything different with my clients. I, my about 50% of my clientele is Indian Mm. and 50% uh, is, so that's the beauty about being in the US, right? The diversity is phenomenal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And there is a certain Indian Indian connection. I have had people calling me and they feel very comfortable talking to me because they, they believe, oh, I'm from India and then I'll understand the culture and I'll understand what they're looking for and therefore I'll be able to help them better. Huh. Uh, but I don't do anything differently. What I do for my Indian clients, I do for my other clients as well. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, you know how they say, find your tribe. Mm-hmm. So with this chai and chart, you're finding your tribe. You know, you're almost talking to a lot of these type A women who have discovered themselves. Like, you know, I, I listened to some of your podcasts and, you know, the, the, the Dean at St. Joe's or the, he was running the food truck or, you know, I mean, they discovered themselves somehow yeah. through art, you know, that other lady who does the art um, component of it, the physiotherapist, mm-hmm. yoga teacher, who's, you know, yes. evolved into an artist. Yeah. So yeah. people find that tribes, like, you know, you gravitate towards people who think like you, who yes. act like you. So I do, I think over earlier, if you asked me what kind of clientele you divide them into or buyers and sellers or first time buyers or downsizing sellers or whatever, you know, those were the traditional definitions. But my now my tribe has evolved into, you know, people who are looking for value as opposed to a price conscious, mm-hmm. you know, like there is a difference there. 
if you want something just cheap or you're looking for value for what you get or um, immigrant the immigrant story you know like you know i have a client from belarus and we recently talked about coming here with two suitcases mm-hmm. you know the same thing that we would talk to our indian clients uh, mm-hmm. about or you know like a, i have a client who's uh, from originally from poland and i mean it's the story so you asked about my clientele for me my clients are my stories you know my success stories uh, i become friends with them uh, they invite me to birthday parties i go to the hospital with them i go i mean i have i am very blessed that i developed that level of trust so this client who have, who hadn't even bought the house yet i mean so i call them clients because i've started working with them right yeah. and it's like my husband's out of town and my left arm is hurting and i need i'm going to the doctor and bail i just wanted you to know i'm like oh my god you're not driving yourself i'll come over mm. you know because mm. yeah or i mean who who in the whole world would they call because they're new to the area and the husband's out of town they've been here for a year actually Mm. so they wouldn't even they didn't run to their neighbor they didn't run to some distant friends they had they called me so mm-hmm. that's touching you know or like yeah. i have a client who was visiting poland and i i sometimes i don't even remember these things but we must be when we were showing homes i must have said oh i love polish pottery when i learned that he was from poland because the blue and white pottery yes. you know i love that he actually brought me a piece back from his travels like oh, i get this in my mail and i'm like oh my god he brought me you know <laughs> all the way from poland to yeah. carry a piece of pottery is not easy um that's that those are, i love those stories so my clientele is my tribe you know people who are who find something in common like one of the tribes is like my friends who are the type a women there a lot of them are single women and um very independent successful mm-hmm. Hmm. and we just think alike in so many ways you know we talk about books or we talk about movies or whatever and you see that connection so special right yes and yeah. each each home each story is a little different so in in theory yes it's the same contracts that are right and yes people buy or sell homes there's only two things you can do with a home or maybe rent you know right right uh, but every story is different every home is different the parties are different to the transaction the situation is different the market is doing something different so there are no two deals that are alike and that experience is just phenomenal you know and what you did with one client and one deal doesn't quite work in the second situation so it's the experience you've developed over the years and it comes from the gut and you know you you act wow So so walk us through some of the things you do with the clients like you just gave us a few examples and how they reciprocate and you so this is one of the most expensive things you will own so that level of trust and comfort people assume so there are some studies that have shown that real estate buying and selling is up there in terms of the most stressful things a person goes through in their lives like yes. death of a family member or a divorce yes. you know yeah so the move is too stressful so my goal is to just hold your hand through action through the whole deal mm-hmm. and i do it by educating i am very analytical so lot of numbers lot of spreadsheets lot of paperwork lot of analysis uh, all of that ahead up front i'm listening to what my clients want so these days i'm not meeting people in person so we do zoom sessions you know right so if you want to buy a house i want to listen to exactly what you're looking for and i want both husband and wife because i become the marriage counselor also sometimes you know yes. <laughs> they have different needs right yeah no absolutely and once yeah 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 no i tell the okay you got your basement let her have her kitchen you know i have known i'm known to say things like that <laughs> so 
I am listening. I am listening to everything that they are saying. That is the key. And then what I do is I share what the market has to offer. Mm-hmm. So one of the favorite things I do is I sh- share my screen and I show them the MLS that we use and mm-hmm. they tell me I want this price range. I want this many bedrooms. I want this many bathrooms. I want this location only. This school district only. And I want only a five-year-old home. And I want. I plug it all in. I'm not saying anything. I just plug in everything that they want. And I say, okay, how many homes do you think sold in the last year that matched your criteria? Mm-hmm. And I hit enter in front of them, right? Because if I say this, it doesn't have as much impact. But if you're looking at my screen and I'm doing it real time with you, and this is the criteria which you just gave me, I hit enter and it shows that only 20 homes sold in the entire year. I'm like, well, it looks like you're going to take about four years to find a home if this is how (laughs) your criteria is. And then if you go dig, dig deep into it, there is other things that you're going to eliminate them for. Mm. So ultimately, you're looking for a needle in a stack. Yeah. So then they back up a little. Maybe that garage wasn't that important in my price range. And I can play the what if games, you know, what if you increased your budget by this, see what happens. So that I found, especially during COVID times, like the screen share I used to do in my office on the big screen TV in my conference room. Uh, But to get people to my office was tough. This is a lot easier. They can do it from their homes and they find much more comfort in doing that. Mm. they're not as intimidated they I mean earlier they would think oh I'm, she's going to make me sign something if I go to her office you know and I'm committed mm. this is from the comfort of their home I share with them and then they're hooked then they never want to leave me so, so in a sense the pandemic has changed the way business is being done how real estate is being sold absolutely and absolutely and I I mean changed yes I mean you know earlier we used to do showings and and for some realtors it hasn't you know some realtors just take a key and keep opening doors I don't do that. My strategy has always been, no, why? I mean, you know, they, I'm listening, right? Mm-hmm. So then they say, let's go see this house. And I'm like, you, you didn't want to see the school district. That house is in that school district. Why? Mm-hmm. So it stops right there. I'm not opening doors, you know, mm-hmm. because that I believe is very frustrating. If you've seen 50 houses and you're still not finding that house, yeah, you're very frustrated. So now you're focused on the type of home you're looking for. Otherwise, if you're in, out this wide, it's difficult to find something like, you know, I have people who say, okay, my budget is 350, but then they send me homes that are 425. I'm like, why are we even looking at this? Once you like the 425, you're never going to like the 350. Right. So things like that. That's what my clients value the most. I mean, if you read some of my reviews, they'll say, oh, Bela, um, they got so, we got so excited about this house. She brought me back down to earth saying, you said you wanted this, this and this, and you said you didn't want this. But it's so good to be reminded of that when we are so excited and not thinking about all these things, right? Like my goal is not just to sell you any home. My goal is to sell you the home you wanted in the first place. Right. I do want to, because I'm sure you have some really interesting stories. So are <laughs> all realtors at some point want to write a book about their experiences, you know? <laughs> some interesting stories. Yeah, yeah. Tell chapter or two from the book that's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so the no stories are what life is all about. I, you know, I, I have some heartwarming stories, stories. So I'll tell you one funny story. Um, so we have a divorcing couple. Okay. So they are using me as this tennis ball in all the communication, right? God. <laughs> Young couple, they see couple, you know, and uh, in their twenties, you know, sad that they were divorcing and husband had moved out of the house and the wife was here and I'm selling their home. And so 
I have been in that situation before and I didn't want to become this tennis ball between the two. So I said, everything that we are going to communicate, we are going to communicate three ways. You know, you're going to both going to be in that group chat, you know, and I'm always going to always text the group. I'm never going to text each one of you individually because they were trying to play me one against the other and I didn't want to get into that, right? Hmm. I mean, there's both of you have to sign the paperwork and do agree to whatever. So we have an open house scheduled. It was Valentine's Day and she left a gorgeous lacy bra in a box right next to my brochures where I'm talking about like the house and (laughs) fabulous box. She had a new boyfriend apparently and he gave her this Victoria's Secret type lingerie and I mean I walk into the house and the first thing I see is that. (laughs) So she clearly wanted me to you know, mm, send yeah. that message See, across. Yeah. And I'm also like, you know, yeah, yeah, hum bhi koi, you know, kachi goli nahi hai. You know, we're like, okay. I didn't send him a picture. I didn't say, and I'm communicating through lawyers at this point because the two of them are fighting like crazy. Right. And all I had to do was quickly, I was bringing some clients. So I had to quickly close the box and put it away. Uh-huh. And I know they saw it. <laughs> And did that sell the house? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, that doesn't come with the house really. But, <laughs> but she, was, she was like, oh, I forgot. I must have forgotten, Bela. And I'm like, if you leave it out in your bedroom or bathroom, I can understand you forgot. You have it right next to my brochures here, you know, on the dining table. I'm sorry. You didn't forget. So that was one of the craziest stories ever, but I have more such stories. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I, I, it keeps I, it interesting, right? Oh my goodness, yes. And what different personalities, right? Such different personalities. And I have to tell you this, the same thing about that story. She gave me so much grief during this whole process of selling their home. She at one point wanted to fire me from the job and the husband's like, no way, Bela didn't do anything wrong. I want her on the... So like, you know, there's too much fighting going on. Mm. That same kid, and I call her a kid, she was like in a barely in her 20s, but uh, 25 or something. At settlement, she hugged me and sobbed. She hugged me and sobbed, you know. And I was talking to her in Hindi. And I, like I told you, it's a very emotional thing for people. And I said, and I was communicating through lawyers and all. So I would tell her that lawyer is charging you per hour. Mm. And I get paid the same amount, no matter how much you irritate me or whatever you do, right? right. So you are trying to push me out and you're making the lawyer work for you. And remember that meter is ticking, you know. Yes. Yeah. And... At the end of the day, at settlement, I was like, Jara samjho, you know, apna kon hai, paraya kon hai. Like, I was just telling her that. And she hugged. I mean, she for two minutes, she wouldn't let go. She just kept sobbing. And she knew what I had done for her, you know. And she appreciated it. But that journey was quite interesting. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So, it's really, it's, it's selling and buying a house is just, just a, like a side thing. It's really a study in personality. For me, it is, for me, it is certainly that. <laughs> For me, it is certainly that, you know, Uh, you have to be good at what you do. But uh, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's the same paperwork and the same process and the same whatever, right? So Mm -hmm. I get my kicks from my client stories. Like I have another client story where three generations. So there's the the couple, they met me at, at an open house. You know, this was back when I was doing more open houses, COVID times, I'm not doing anymore. But they just walked into an open house and that's how they knew me. Their mother had been a realtor for decades. They've lived here for a long time and Mm. she had just retired. Mm. So long story short, I sold their home. I helped them buy another home. And then a few years later, earlier this year, their children wanted to buy a home. And I helped, the first call was to me. And 
I helped them buy the home. And grandma, who was the realtor, was involved in the whole process. Mm-hmm. She never interfered with what I did, but I could tell behind the scenes that she was engaged, you know, mm-hmm. but she respected me thoroughly. She never once called me and said, Dela, do this differently, you know. Right. And on the last, on the settlement day of the, the kids' homes, like grandma is so proud, right? Like my grandchildren are buying a home and all. It was a proud moment. As we are walking away from the house and heading towards my office for settlement, she looks at me and goes, Bela, you did a fantastic job. You're very good at what you do. So I just melted, you know, I was like, oh my God, this coming from someone who is a veteran realtor, uh, and she could have referred a dozen realtors to her family, right? Like when you've been in the business that long, but her family chose someone they'd met at an open house and chose not once, but multiple times. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just to me, that's, you know, those are my stories, right? So it kind of gives me goosebumps as I'm talking about it. I know I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. Because it really is. And and for a period of time, that the realtor is the one that you're talking to all every day. Absolutely. Put myself into my client's shoes, you know. If they're nervous about multiple bids, I can see why. So I explain how to do it better. Or, mm-hmm. you know, when they're not able to agree on something, when the husband and wife are like, you know, not able to decide, I actually make them sit down. So, you know, Aditi, you mentioned that you wrote down a list of 10 things that you wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm known to do that. I have little slips of paper in my purse from God knows when. And I have a little um, notepad with me, you know, and I tell people, okay, no cheating. Husband, write down the three top five things that are important to you in a house. Wife, write down top five things. And I can tell you, they never match. Ever. <laughs> they never match. And so the husband's very keen. Wife is very keen. What are you writing? What are you writing? You know? So it's fun. It's a fun exercise. And it is amazing. It is revealing to them as well what they're looking for. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes we never have those conversations between, you know, the husband and wife. Like, it's just, sometimes we assume that the other person just knows what I yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Or a bathroom like this. Yeah. Yeah, there is some emotional stuff, right? Like so you may have had a veranda in your home in India and like a little balcony or a terrace just mm. and you'll melt at the site and then never mind what school district or never mind what else. Like you want that balcony, you know. <laughs> yes, it's true. And it's your personal experiences that mold your choices, you know. Yes. Yes, that is so well said. It's your experiences. Yeah. And then ultimately, it's the budget also, right? So, unfortunately, even an unlimited budget, you can get anything you want in life. But, you know, clearly, that's a, that's a you know, ceiling as well. So, I, that another, I, I, I often, like I said, I get into Bollywood and Hollywood. And I'm like, okay, everybody wants a George Clooney or a Shah Rukh Khan, you know, but you can't really, you know, be married who we did, right? We didn't marry a Shah Rukh Khan, right? <laughs> <laughs> So why that, while that model house of that new construction home looks fabulous, you know, our budget is here. And so we'll be happy with this one. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you could just, uh, yeah, you could uh, put a portrait or a painting of Shah Rukh Khan and, or, uh, and, and then just stare at them. I mean, so yeah, you don't marry one, but <laughs> if, you, if you probably knew them, you probably wouldn't want to marry them. There you go. <laughs> is That's true. That's true. I wonder if he makes a good husband, you know. (laughs) Clearly one of them doesn't. (laughs) That's wonderful. Thank you, Bela. That was, this has been such a blast. I love, uh, I love all your conversation, all your experiences and 
Uh, ultimately that's what it's all about right like otherwise we're just getting up in the morning we're cooking eating cleaning sleeping you know going to work whatever mm no, but i think you you are with people in one of the the biggest decisions yeah. you you help them with the biggest decision it's not just a business for you it is actually uh you know uh help guiding them through that it's wonderful yeah and i i it is reciprocated i get so much love from my client it's just just so touching you know yeah um i i have a client we 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 had done a multiple bid and we lost it mm. and i'm very competitive so it drove me crazy and it, there were some unscrupulous things that had happened and that made me even more mad like you know if you if it's a multiple bid and someone else outbid us it's fair enough okay fine mm. but there were some unscrupulous things and my client knew i was upset and that was her dream home and she was like bela let's get this i want this house and we didn't get it next day she shows up at my office with flowers this was not this year this was only a few years ago she comes with flowers and says it's okay bela we didn't win the house but we'll there'll be another one and she she's like i'm not worried it's okay don't feel bad and she bring she brings me flowers you know like don't feel bad i'm like you didn't get your dream home i should feel bad for you but uh, so no i have been so blessed that it's that love is reciprocated they feel my passion and they reciprocate and nothing better as you talk about dream homes and dream um you know i wanted to ask you we wanted to come back what is that dream cup of tea how do you make <laughs> your dream cup of chai well she already had a cup of tea so i want to know what's in it too <laughs> right so so chai is there's no dream or anything this is my necessity i'm actually addicted to chai Mm, um, my family has been uh, trained don't talk to mom before she's had a cup in the morning um so my chai is the typical desi chai uh, made with adrak and masala and uh, it's wag bakri so i make it the traditional way there is no messing with my chai so i literally boil it in a in a vessel on the stove mm. you know the the, the loose tea leaves and the works